0: What is good, fam? I'm your host, JP Buffett, and welcome to This Week in Points and Travel. On today's episode, we'll be talking about United's expansion into the land down under. We're going to the land down under. Right. How expensive international tickets have become. Hyatt getting into the longer stay enterprise. A 80k secret chase bonus on the Sapphire Preferred. And the upcoming hybrid solar eclipse. If you're interested in those stories, stay tuned. Yes, guys, like I said, this is the first episode of This Week in Points and Travel. I thank you all for coming and joining me uh, for this first episode. I will be talking about different uh, topics, different news stories that I found interesting this week and sharing them with you. So with that, let's get into the first story. Starting off with United. Yes, United is going to be making some more destinations to the land down under. That is Australia and New Zealand and other places in the South Pacific. They are about to become the largest carrier between the United States and the South Pacific. Exact, actually, uh, this is rec- according to a report from the Points Guy. They're going to be able to do this by adding more flights and expand the service to several popular locations in Australia and New Zealand, which, as anybody knows, is the land of hobbits. I um, actually enjoy the Lord of the Rings movie. So hearing about this uh, expansion into New Zealand is actually pretty nice for me. This expansion actually is slated to start uh, sometime in the winter season in the Northern Hemisphere. So this will be the summertime in the Southern Hemisphere because you know the earth goes on its axis. But yeah, you know, this is great for people who are trying to get that summer getaway and uh, go down to uh, Australia or New Zealand using United. So the question is, How is United going to be able to do this? Well, they're having partnerships with Air New Zealand, which I have to say is getting a lot of headway here in New York. Um, I have seen their advertisements everywhere. I've seen them in the subway. I've seen them, you know, when I'm going throughout the city. So yeah, Air New Zealand is definitely trying to get a lot of buzz going. So their partnership with United is also uh, pretty advantageous for them. And also Virgin Australia, which honestly, I did not know was a thing. But apparently they've been around since uh about 2000. They were initially called Virgin Blue. That's neither here nor there. But yes, United will be partnering with Air New Zealand and Virgin Australia. These are the two South Pacific partners that will be helping United basically get this feat of uh going from the United States to Australia, to uh, New Zealand, to the South Pacific in general. So yeah, according to the points guide, together with these carriers... United will be adding in more one-stop connections between nearly 50 destinations in the region. So basically, you're going to be able to take United flights from the United States to Australia or New Zealand. And uh, with uh, connections from these carriers like Virgin Australia and Air New Zealand, you're going to be able to uh, get to more destinations. So this is pretty advantageous. You know, I'm sure it's going to be able to help people save a lot of money uh, on their flights and on their destinations once they get uh, to the land down under. I'm not actually sure how this will play out, but according to a senior vice president of Global Network Planning and Alliances, uh, Patrick Quayle, I think your last name is Quayle, excuse me, Patrick, for uh, butchering your last name, but I did, but he says this is a very uh, calculated, very rational move on that part. And they're basically saying this because a lot of competitors like um, American Airlines, uh, for example, are not back to pre-pandemic levels in the South Pacific. Their uh, partnerships, with, like I said before, with Virgin, and Air New Zealand is gonna definitely help them uh boost their footprint. So yeah, these are all this is all very exciting news, especially uh for people who want to travel to Sydney. I know I am one of them. I'm hoping that this will actually like you know lower the price of getting down to Australia. Um and hopefully I maybe I, I can, you know, see the land of the hobbits one day. Um but yeah, like I said, this is uh this is great news uh coming from United. Um hopefully we'll see what happens with pricing. Um, but yeah. let's stay on the topic of international travel and its cost uh did you know did you know this that it costs 20 to 30 percent more to fly internationally this is coming from an article from uh travel and leisure and uh where they cite the american automobile association or AAA for short uh that found that international travel from the u.s had increased by more than wait wait for me, more than 200 percent since 2022 that is crazy and prices are actually still rising it makes sense i've been trying to find certain flights and whatnot to europe and it hasn't been looking good you know my checkbook is crying uh, when i when, when i think about it. my checkbook my credit card whatever you want to call it but yeah they found that uh ticket prices alone are jumping uh have jumped 30 percent since 2022 and you can think about the top destinations uh like your london's which increased by 350 percent. this is followed by rome and paris and dublin all the places that people want to go, they are increasing in price. So, you know, I'm actually surprised by the London one because like every time I even think about surcharges going to Heathrow, it is crazy uh, expensive. But yeah, the prices are going up and they're not, uh, there seems to be no uh, sign of them stopping. But again, you know, this is about points in travel. So this is not all doom and gloom. You know, there are ways around this. There are ways you can a, you can still get a good deal. You can still get a good deal. You know, um especially in the points and uh, miles community, you can find good award availability. Um if you look for it, you know, take your time. Remember Google Flights is your friend. Uh this is in addition to, to apps like Hopper for example and even Kayak, you know, if you want to use that to find um cheap flights. You can also consider flying midweek. I again, I know a lot of people are rolling their eyes. I mean, why am I going to fly midweek? Why am I going to fly on a Tuesday or Wednesday, but this is possible. You know, this is, you know, this is a way to save some money. Um, But I do understand, you know, it's not, not everybody can do that. But these are ways that you can save money. Um, I would, you know, go obviously off peak if you can, uh, go during the middle of the week. Or, you know, you can even go to uh, some of the airports that are less visited. I brought up London, for example. Heathrow is the airport that is most widely used, but you can go to airports like uh, Um, I know that uh, Norse Airways, which is basically the, I call it the transatlantic spirit airlines. Basically, they are a budget airline that gets you uh, from all the way from the West Coast, like San Francisco, over into London for a pretty low fare. Yeah, they nickel and dime for everything, but you can kind of like customize you can customize your service, so it might be an option for people who are looking for this. You know, it's it, it's not the best approach, but you know, it, it is a way um, for people to get there. At the end of the day, I would say, you know, I if this was me, you know, and prices are increasing by thirty percent or whatnot, I would take the uh, route less travel. And by that, I mean I'll go to places places where folks ain't going. You know, where people are not going. It's 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 a big world out there. You know, and we have to you know, get out of the going to the Paris's and the London's of the world. Maybe we want to go to a place that might not be on our radar that are is a bit cheaper, you know, or maybe we don't want to go to Europe, you know, if you're in the States or, you know, vice versa. Um, but again, these are just suggestions, you know, if you want to go to any more touristy places, you know, I think the best way of doing this, again, this is for the points and miles community. I think you guys probably already know that, but you know, the best way to do this, in my opinion, is to open a new credit card, get the sign-up bonus if you have some spend already coming. Um, obviously, pay your cards, you know, pay a statement in full every month. But, you know, get that sign-up bonus and uh, use those points. Leverage those points to travel to these places so you can make it cheaper. This is, this is a, that's a great way to use points, especially given that these things are going up 200%. 200%. That is crazy. So, yeah, guys, you know, um, international travel has become a lot more expensive and um, you might, might be looking for that. But if, you know, you put the work in, you can find the flights or you can, you know, use points, use points to uh, find award, tra- award uh, availability. And, yeah, it can, it can work. It can work to your it can work to your, to your advantage. But be on the lookout for that, guys. Um, the prices are increasing. Yes, yeah, so we'll take a break here before we move on to our next story. So I'm going to move right on to the next story. And this story is, again, it's coming from the points guy and is talking about Hyatt. Hyatt Studios, to be exact. Apparently, Hyatt is trying to get into the affordable long stay space, though they say it's not affordable. They're not trying to get into it. I'll talk about that a little more in a second. But they announced on Tuesday that Hyatt, uh, Hyatt Studios which is an upper uh, mid-scale brand uh, for the Americas, for basically for the United States. Um, And I I assume Latin America, maybe Mexico, I don't know. It is a a mid-scale brand for the Americas, which I had no idea what upper mid-scale meant, but apparently it means places like um, the Hampton Inn, the Comfort Inn, and my favorite, the Holiday Inn, uh, Word to Chingy. (laughs) If you have not heard that song after this podcast, please go listen to Holiday Inn by Chingy. It is a classic, but I digress. Um, but the goal of this is to uh court uh both you know extended stay travelers, people who are trying to stay a little bit longer, as well as shorter stay uh leisure and business customers. Um, this is like, all according to the points guy. Now, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, I I would I would uh I would, I would I would I would say you know like you're trying to get everybody. It doesn't. I don't see what you know differentiates this. But, you know, they, of course, they might be going for the more, you know, budgety person. They say it's upper mid-scale, but I still think they're going for, you know, people who have a bit of a budget and they're trying to, you know, extend their their, t- their time out. Yeah, so the company claims in a letter of interest, which honestly doesn't really mean that much. I mean, you are interested in doing something. But yeah, they claim in a letter of interest uh, with uh, multiple hotel developers to build more than 100 Hyatt Studio Hotels. Hundred high studio hotels. And construction is expected to begin uh later this year with the first hotel slated to open in 2024, which I would assume will be late 2024 because that'll be a very, very fast turnaround if it is anytime uh sooner sooner than that. So I would say maybe like October to December 2024. But yeah, the uh this hotel would include uh, in addition to a in-room kitchen, it will have a grab-and-go breakfast in a 24-hour market, which, you know, sells ready-made meals, which is great for me because I do not like cooking on trips. I do not care for an in-room kitchen. It is not for me. But I guess extended stay is not for me. I don't know. Um, but yeah, like I said before, apparently uh Hyatt Studios is still supposed to be going to high-end guests. I mean, if that is, tell me how you really feel, Hyatt. Tell me that you don't want me without telling me that you don't want me. Um, I get they're trying to play tough, you know, and, and they're trying to, you know, keep their things like their statuses and whatnot. You know, it's hard to get high at status um, and whatnot. But, you know, in the other hotels, honestly, are mad expensive. It's, it's it's honestly, when I look at some of their some of their hotels, I, want, I think about staying at their They're ridiculously expensive. But I guess that's the remote. I guess that's what they do. But I would think it is a mistake to uh, forego the budget traveler, especially the younger ones. I mean, you want the young people to get, you know, to have brand loyalty. You want them to have brand loyalty. And you know, when they're young and broke, they can't afford these higher-end places. So they might go to a more budget-friendly place. And as they get older, hey, this, this, they might think, hey, this place has gone done well by me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, splurge with more hearing and go to their brand. But who knows? That's my two cents. Um, but in conclusion, yes, Hyatt is uh, opening Hyatt Studios, which is a longer stay, a longer stay uh, type of hotel. You know, similar again to the comfort inn, the holiday inn. Word to chingy. Go check it out. But yeah, we're gonna move on to our uh next story here. So yeah, our next story is a short one. I am sure you have heard the rumblings going around. If you have not, I will break it for you. The Chase Sapphire Preferred 80K offer is back. Unfortunately, it's not the 100K offer, but it is 80K. 80K is a lot of points, especially coming from uh, Chase. It's actually through a referral link um, that is not actually on the Chase website. So I will uh, put that in the description for you to click on and find that 80K offer if you are interested in looking at that. But yeah, the Sapphire Preferred has a valuation of about 1.25 uh, cents per point when you're going through the Chase portal, and it can be worth a significant amount more if you go through uh transfer partner. Um, there are you know, thousands, I'm sure, of videos, are, maybe, a thousand, maybe hundreds of videos that are talking about uh, the value of the Chase uh, Sapphire, or the Chase point, ultimate reward point, if you're looking for that. But I think it's a great pickup. ADK, great pickup. Think it's about, what, $1,045 in value? If you value at 1.25 cents per point uh, for a $95 annual fee, not bad, not bad at all. So definitely uh, worth uh, looking into. But remember, like always, uh, your mileage may vary. In our last story today, it will be a little fun one. We are talking about solar eclipses, specifically a solar eclipse that happened on Wednesday. Um, yes, it is a hybrid solar eclipse. It, 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 sorry, it kicked off a hybrid solar eclipse. Um, and what exactly is a hybrid solar eclipse? I have no idea, so I'm glad they told me. Um, but this is coming from an article in uh, Travel and Leisure where basically you have two types of solar eclipses. And excuse me, I'm going to get a little silency on you for a second. But you have total solar eclipses, where the moon uh, gets really big. It's in between the Earth and the sun, and it blocks out um, a portion of the Earth that is uh, with the sun. You have uh, annular solar eclipses, which are tiny when the moon is really tiny, but it blocks out the, basically the center part of the sun, leaving a ring of fire. Uh, word to Johnny Cash on that one. But yeah, a hybrid solar eclipse will basically just means what the name is. It is a blend between the two. It is a hybrid. So you get both the um, total solar eclipse, but you also get the annular solar eclipse. Um, and this is basically because of the curvature of the Earth and it allows uh, you to, uh, to see both. Um, I think this one actually happened in the, uh, the U.S. Uh, some, some years ago, I think 2016. But yeah, it's coming back. It's coming back. Uh, and it'll be great you know especially if you're uh looking to see your first or your second or third or whatever solar eclipse but the question is how will you see the solar eclipse well unfortunately like i said we missed the one on wednesday but it will be one coming in october there will be one coming in october and next spring and the best spot to see that is in western australia so those united flights might actually come in handy So who knows But yes, guys, that is it here for me from this first uh, episode of uh, This Week in Points and Travel. Thank you so much for listening. If you're listening to this on YouTube, please leave a like. Drop a comment in the comment section below if you let me know what you think about the podcast. But yeah, guys, please join me back here next Friday for more Points and Travel news. And until next time, guys, peace.